Welcome to Good News on Catholic Spirit Radio, a program for teens and almost teens to better understand that the gospel of Jesus Christ is relevant in their lives. And it's a place where your questions about faith and religion can be answered. And now, here's your host, Deacon Al. Thank you, John, and welcome everyone to Good News here on Catholic Spirit Radio. It's always a pleasure to speak with you. We're here every Saturday and Sunday evening. It's actually the the same program each night, but we hope you'll tune in for one or the other. And we look at the gospel and what's going on in the church uh, in our readings this weekend and how God is reaching out to us in our lives uh, to bring us closer to him and to give us a better life. And and that's something I want to start with today. We're going to step out of our ordinary routine because uh, the church has been in the news a lot lately, and we normally don't talk about politics. And I'm not going to talk about the political end of this issue, but I would like to talk about uh, the Christian end of it, uh, because I think there's a big portion of this controversy that's being overlooked. Abortion has been in the news lately, and the Catholic Church has been thrown into it, I think, in in much of an unfair way. A lot of misinformation, a lot of misrepresentation, and uh, a lot of finger pointing. So, so what we're talking about, of course, is this leaked document from uh, the Supreme Court and how this is being used, abused, and politicized by a lot of people. Uh, and again, I don't want to talk about the political end, wherever you are on the spectrum, conservative, liberal, uh, Democrat, uh, Republican, I, I really don't care. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, when it comes to election time, I am not uh, – Democrat or Republican, I'm Catholic, and that's how I vote. I vote Catholic. I look at the stands of the uh, of the candidates, uh, what they believe in, what they have supported or not supported in the past, and I vote according to my Catholic morals. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And I think a lot of people have complained about the judges, so many of the judges being Catholic. Well, so what? or politicians being Catholic, so what? There's a lot of Catholic business people that you do business with every day, and you never say to yourself, well, I'm not doing business anymore with them because they're Catholic. But yet when it comes to uh, judges and politicians, uh, for some reason, the the Catholicism uh, seems to become part of that. And I, I just think that's incredibly unfair. We'll talk about that perhaps another time. But this document is, of course, about uh, Roe versus Wade, uh, decision by the Supreme Court, and of course that uh, refers to uh, the availability of abortion uh, in our country. Uh, all I'm going to say about this document that's out is it's not a decision, it's a part of a discussion, and it's a discussion being presented. If Roe versus Wade uh, were to be overturned, this is a possible reason for it, and it points out a very good constitutional reason where it turns the power uh, from the government back to the state, where this judge believes, uh, and I think believes rightly, but believes that decision belongs. So it's not going to remove abortion from the country. That's a that's a ridiculous, inane argument. It might change uh, the accessibility to abortion in the state you're in. If you're in Illinois, it's not going to make a bit of difference because Illinois has even more liberal laws than the federal government has, and they're not looking to change it. In fact, they're looking to open them up even more. If you want to destroy a human being, looks like Illinois is going to be one of the easiest places to go to, which is incredibly sad. So, But let's talk about abortion itself. And 
not even about the legality, illegality, whatever. I want to talk about the root cause because I, I hear a lot of people saying, well, you know, if a woman's been raped, she should be able to have abortion. If, if, it's, if the pregnancy is threatening her life, she should be able to have an abortion and Catholics won't let you do that. Well, that's not completely true. It's, it has a partial truth to it, but not a complete truth. But, you know, when we talk about those issues, we're talking about less than 1% of all abortions. Let's talk about the big part. Let's talk about the big piece of the pie, not the tiny little slice. And the big piece of the pie is we as a society have have become so disposable in our attitude towards, towards consumerism that we're even willing to dispose human life. And that's the problem. It's not about what it's about the, the fact you cannot you cannot refuse that this is a human life. Okay, you don't want to call it a child? Fine, don't call it a child. You don't want to call it a person? Fine, don't call it a person. But you can't deny that it's a life. And you can't deny that this life is human. Left unabated, what comes out of the woman's womb is going to be a human child. It can't be any other kind of a child. It's not going to be a baby giraffe. You know, this isn't going to be a carrot. This isn't going to be a rose bush. It, it can be nothing. It can be nothing but a human child. No matter what stage, we say, well, it's just a zygote. It's just a fetus. No, those are just labels given to stages of development. It's a human being. Okay. And if you, I don't care how you want to define being, being, I think that's just, that's rationalization. It lacks intellect. Uh, it's, it's just there to make yourself feel good about what you're, what you're agreeing to, what, what act you're agreeing to. This is the destruction of a living human being. And there's no way you can look at the scientific facts and not say that. Science points to the fact that it's living. It takes in nourishment and it grows. It's alive. If you had a plant that took in nourishment and was growing, you'd say it was a living plant. So you can't look at this this human at this early stage of development and say that it's not living. And again, you can't say it's not human because it can be nothing but human. So this is the destruction of human life. And what has led us to it? What's the major reason? It's not rape. It's not incest. It's not uh, the mortality of the mother. It's about pleasure. It's about the pursuit of pleasure. It's about lack of respect, not only for yourself, but for another human being. It's about a lack of dignity for yourself and the dignity that you hold for the other person. It's not about love. This is, this is about seeking pleasure and being so determined to seek this, this momentary pleasure that you would be willing to sacrifice a human life, not your life. You would never say, well, I'm willing to sacrifice my pleasure. I will put aside my want for pleasure in order to make sure that I won't harm another human being. You're willing to say, I so desire this moment of pleasure 
that I'm willing to destroy another human life. And I'm not just talking about the human inside the woman's womb. I'm talking about your own life and and the life of the mother. You're destroying more than just the child. You're destroying everyone's life so that you can have a moment of pleasure. And that's what's sad about all this. This pursuit of pleasure in 50 years has led to the destruction of over 60 million human lives. We, we talk, when we talk about inflation, we talk about finances and with the federal government and things, we talk millions and billions and trillions of dollars to the point where numbers seem to make uh, no, no matter to us. We, we, don't, we don't think about what does that number really represent? 60 million lives destroyed. That's, take the 10 largest cities in the United States. Chicago, LA, New York City, um, Dallas. Take the 10 largest cities in the country. Their entire population, from infant to the elderly, the entire, in all the inhabitants of the 10 largest cities, and multiply it by three. And you are still below the number of children we have destroyed just in the USA, just in the last 50 years, in your generation, through abortion. How can that be viewed as anything but despicable? How can you, how can you say you believe in God and yet be willing to accept this? And, and I'm, I, for a moment, I'll talk to just the Catholics in the group that are listening. Right now, supposedly, the figures are 65% of Catholics support open abortion. We have to do better than that. We're going to, and this is, this is going to be reflected in our readings today. You'll see how, how this comes up again. Um, we, should be, we should be disgusted in, in ourselves, in our country, that we can look at this, as I say, forget the politics of it. Let's look at the morality of it. And remember that all this destruction is happening out of pleasure. What's pleasurable about destroying another life? How can you, how can you enjoy your own pleasure when you know it destroys another life? I, I talked to my eighth graders about the importance of learning to make good choices at, at their age, because the choices are only going to get more difficult as they get older. And you have to have some kind of a foundation uh, that you're going to base those choices on. And you need, so you need to choose what that foundation is going to be. How can you be Catholic and say that you're trying to follow Christ in your life when you're willing to destroy another human being. Well, I, I love the other person. I love them. Oh, I'm in love with them. Well, if you really love them, why would you do this to them? Why would you do this to the product of that love? Now, this is, this is why uh, intimate sexual contact has been reserved f- for centuries by the faith 
for married couples, for couples who are who are not only legally but spiritually devoted to each other. One person united in marriage where two become one. And the greatest responsibility of a spouse is to see that the other spouse gets to heaven through their relationship with Christ. If that's truly going to be your goal as a Christian, how can you possibly think that destroying a human life brings you closer to Christ? How can you think that destroying a human life brings you closer to the person that you supposedly love? Where is your respect for that other person? Where is where is your sense of dignity for that other person? Uh, a lesson, and hopefully this will make sense, I, I usually give this talk with some uh, visual aids, but I'll try and explain it uh, here to a microphone and, and to John, and I'll, I'll have to judge the effectiveness of this story by, by John's reaction. But with my eighth graders, I, I show them a couple books that I have. One book is in uh, pristine condition. It belonged to a dear friend of mine who passed away from cancer. And the book is just, I know she's read this book because it was about Mother Teresa and she loved Mother Teresa. And her name's written inside the, the cover of this book. And I, I know that this was a very important book in her life. And we, we keep it uh, at, the, at the church. And I have another book that was a library book. Got, still has a library card inside it. It's been passed around for years from person to person. Who knows how many people have handled this book. And it's got coffee stains on the pages. Uh, there's torn pages. The cover's almost falling off. It's it's so tattered. Um, there's a lot of abuse to this book over the years because it's been handled by a lot of people. So I hold these, I, I describe the books and I hold them up for the students to see. And I say, so you're going to, uh, you're getting a gift from someone, birthday present, Christmas present. They're going to give you a book. Which book would you like to receive? Do you want to receive the book that's been lovingly cared for? Or do you want to receive the book that's been handled by dozens of people and obviously damaged and abused? Which book would you rather get? Well, I'd rather get the new book, everybody says. You know, everybody points to my left hand, the new book. It's okay. Let's say you're going to give a gift to another person. It's their birthday. It's a special occasion. Which book would you choose to give away to show someone you care for them? That Here's something that I hope will be important in your life. In your life. Life, sorry. Which book would you give them? Well, the new book, the, the nice-looking book, not the one that's all tattered and torn and stained. All right? Let's say you're a book. You're one of these two books. Which book do you want to be? Do you want to be the book that's been loved and cared for by a single owner? Do you want to be the book that's been handled by dozens of people, passed around, tattered, torn, stained, abused? Which book would you want to be? Well, they all want to be the new book. Well, you see where I'm going with this? Uh, let's, let's look at, at the dignity of these two books. Which book has been cared for? Which book is truly loved? Uh, the one that's been passed around through many owners and many handlers, or the one that's been cherished by a single owner? 
that that was the intention of marriage that you you present yourself to your spouse as a gift and which gift would you rather offer to that to that fi- that that one owner that that one person who's going to care for you uh, which book do you want to to bring to them out of your own dignity do you want to bring the pristine book do you want to bring the tattered and well and and multiple handled book and they get it I mean, they get it. They understand the message. But so many people don't. They, they're, they're after not the, the long-term, the true love, the true self-sacrifice, but they're, they're chasing this momentary pleasure, sexual pleasure, and not thinking about if they really cared for this other person, they'd care about the dignity of the other person. They'd care about how this other person was being treated. They'd care about themselves and how they used their own body, which is the temple of God. And we don't do enough of that in this society. We've gotten to the point where we are willing to sacrifice the, the life of an unborn child. You know, if this, if this life wasn't inside a woman's womb, No one would think this was a good thing to do. If this was if this was a two year old, and you said, "Well, you know what? It's inconvenient for me to have a two year old right now, so I'm just going to, to destroy him or destroy her," people would be aghast. They'd be horrified. They they'd be calling for you to be in in prison for the rest of your life, or or worse. But because the life is inside a woman's womb. Well, we can just we can just destroy that. What does that say about our, our respect for womanhood? What does that tell us about our respect for 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 the females in in our society, and why women don't get that? Why women seem to be, for the large part, the the majority of people supporting this, when it's an incredible insult saying this life that you have is precious, unless it sits inside a woman. And then, and then we can throw it away. Then we can destroy it. But if it's outside of women, oh, that's different. Now, don't, don't you dare touch that life. We give, we give more protection to um, rabbits than we give to a human life. That's so sad. Uh, so I'm, I'm not going to talk about, again, how you should vote or what the law should be. I want to talk to you about how you should how you should feel about yourself and feel about another person that you say you love. How should you treat each other? How should you treat your relationship with Christ? How can you think that that in any way that that God is going to reward this act of of total desolation that you would destroy willingly destroy a defenseless human being? So you have people who say, well, God, I, I would never have, I would never have a, an abortion, but if somebody else wanted one, I wouldn't stop. Well, I would never kill anybody, but if someone else wants to kill someone, I wouldn't stop. I would never steal, but if someone else wants to steal, I, I'd never stop. 
I, I would never cheat on my spouse. But if someone else wants to cheat on their spouse, I, I would never stop. You would never say those things. But you're willing to do that with abortion. Shame on us. Shame on us. Scripture tells us you don't have to murder someone to be guilty of the sin of murder. You just have to be willing. You just have to desire to murder. And you've already committed the murder in your heart. You don't have to commit an abortion. You don't have to have an abortion to be guilty of this sin, of of this murder. All you have to do is be willing to let it happen. All you have to do is say, you know, if it happened to my daughter, I'd want her to get an abortion. You are you are as guilty as if you were in the room letting it happen. I I don't approve of it, but she needed a ride. I actually had someone say this to me. She's my friend, and she needed a ride to the abortion clinic. So I gave her a ride. Now I didn't I didn't approve of what she was doing, but I gave her a ride to the clinic. No, you don't understand. That's like saying, well, I would never kill anybody. But he wanted to kill someone and he needed a knife. So I lent him a knife. <laughs> He's my friend. I gave him the knife. Uh, to think that you're not involved in the in the death of this child because all you did was make it possible for the person to get to the clinic. That's just where where do you put your intellect when you make those kind of decisions? You know, where does your mind go? And, and this is this is comes from a conscience that isn't formed in Christ. So please, uh, and I've, I'll get off my soapbox now. I I promise. But this has been bothering me because there's so much nonsense going on in the news over this. People are talking about the politics of it and the laws of it, and they're forgetting the morality of it. And, and our role in it. If you really love the person, you don't have to worry about an abortion taking place because you won't cause the pregnancy. You won't be involved. You won't participate in the pregnancy. Abortion was never meant to be a form of birth control. It was never meant to be something to make your life easier. This is, this is, this is the murder. It, it's the murder of a, defenseless human living being. And we need to come to grips with that as a society or or this evil will never leave us. And it destroys no one but you. So please uh, consider how you're going to make decisions as as young people entering entering adulthood. Think about these things seriously. Uh, Have a long, quiet sit-down between you and God and talk about this. And and what is real love? And what does it mean to have dignity? And what does it mean to respect another person? And is this moment of sexual pleasure really on, on a balance? Can you really put that in, in play with the murder of a human life? We deserve better. As human beings, we deserve to be better than this. Something to pray about. Speaking of prayer, we're going to talk about our our readings for Sunday. And and again, this kind of plays into what we're talking about as far as relationships with Christ and and human human dignity and and respect. So we'll come back and we'll we'll look at our our readings for uh, for this Sunday's Mass uh, right after these messages. Thank you so much for listening to Good News 
on Catholic Spirit Radio. Stay tuned. Good news will be right back on Catholic Spirit Radio. Listeners support Catholic Spirit Radio in many different ways. Some write checks. Others use credit cards. But did you know that you can also give Catholic Spirit Radio your old car, truck, boat, motorcycle, or RV, even if it's not working? Donating your vehicle is easy. We take care of everything from pickup to tax receipt. Just go to CatholicSpiritRadio.com to click on the Donate Your Vehicle link or call 866-628-CARS. And welcome back to Good News. This is Deacon Al. You know, I, I pontificated for the first part of the show, and I went way over time. So we just have a few minutes left. But I do want to share uh, the gospel reading uh, from this uh, from this Saturday. And uh, this is from the Gospel of John. Jesus said to his disciples, Whoever loves me will keep my word, and my Father will love him. We will come to him and make our dwelling with him. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words. Yet the word you hear is not mine, but that of the Father who sent me. I have told you this while I am with you. The Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have told you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world do I give it to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled or afraid. You heard me tell you, I am going away and I will come back to you. If you loved me, you would rejoice that I am going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you this before it happens, so that when it happens, you may believe the gospel of the Lord. So Jesus is about to return uh, to his Father in heaven, and he's saying goodbye to his disciples. But what I love about this is he talks about the peace, I, I leave you my peace, and this is not the same peace the world will give you, that the world gives you. And that takes us back to what I was saying at the first part of our show. Um, we tend to live for the pleasures of this world, and we forget about the next world. This world is temporary, and the next world is eternal. And the decisions we make here and now will determine our forever, our eternity. And we're making some very bad choices Uh, And we need to make better. And the only way to do that is through following uh, the Word of God, following the teachings of of Jesus Christ. And he doesn't leave us alone. He's given us the Holy Spirit to guide us, to strengthen us. But it requires our cooperation. We have to pay attention. We have to listen to that voice, to that conscience that's being guided by the Holy Spirit and use that to help us in our decisions. And if you do that— Rather than just momentary pleasure, you can experience joy. And God's joy is so much greater than that momentary pleasure and will do so much more for you in your lifetime than that momentary pleasure. So rather than seeking pleasure, seek joy. And the joy in this life is found through Jesus Christ. I wish you all well. I hope you have a great week. I hope you make good choices. This is Deacon Al, Catholic Spirit Radio, for good news. God bless.
You've been listening to Good News on Catholic Spirit Radio, a program for teens and almost teens to better understand that the gospel of Jesus Christ is relevant in your life. Submit your questions to Deacon Al at goodnews at catholicspiritradio.com. That's goodnews at catholicspiritradio.com. Deacon will answer your questions about faith and religion. Thank you for listening to Good News on Catholic Spirit Radio.